0: Chub Step
1: Jay All Steed Chub
0: Step
2: Ladies and Gentlemen, I give you the King of the
0: Jungle. Now nah, I got Game Cat Game Cat. Well, there's GameCube and then there's Dreamcast. What you thought? Well, I said I got Gamecast, man. Damn, I can't afford it.
1: You heard about Pluto? It's messed up, right?
2: Yeah, i have so much fun on this boat. I took it out last week with a couple of guys and a couple of girls. Everyone was wasted, hooking up left
1: and right. Okay? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall.
2: And the show started. Look at this. Oh my god, everybody. This is huge. I've been uh, waiting for this, I don't know, my whole life basically ever since. I've been on your guys' show, but you've never been on Chubstep. I'm talking Tejas and Little Stevie. Uh, You guys know them from the Tejas and Little Stevie show.
0: (laughs) I've been on the show plenty of times. I don't think Chris has been on before. (laughs) Chris has never been on.
1: I honestly thought we had been on once. (laughs) I guess I'm totally wrong. No, We might have
0: been. I don't.
2: Yeah, I don't think. I don't think you've been on. I was looking through it and I didn't see you listed anywhere.
0: Uh, You're probably thinking of when Jared came on our pod because that probably happened. it's been Jared's, a. It's been a couple. Ha- it's been a couple hazy years. Yeah. <laughs> Jared's also a lemonade class right now on the video <laughs> chat we're watching.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I'll> t- <laughs> I got a good. pick. <laughs> there we go. Then so people can see it. Uh, so <laughs> uh, basically, this has been a long time coming. Uh, you guys people that, you know, follow the Tejas and Little Stevie show religiously like I do know that it's so rare to get a Tejas and Little Stevie show. They're so sporadic. There's no timetable. I mean, you guys know what the timetable is. It's just the audience is always left guessing. I know it's on
1: some sort of is- calendar it's all on little stevie it has nothing to do with tejas like it's it, it,
0: I, I i you i feel like it used to be not as much on me and now it's definitely on me uh I, for like the last year i'll take full blame uh and and every episode we have to have the caveat that we'll probably do another one in like a, like three weeks yeah and then we don't this is the longest hiatus i think we've ever had it's good to be back
2: you you did one like two weeks apart and then you were like, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, it's been a year since that. Since that third one, we never
0: even talked about the
1: Game of Thrones finale. I don't think. Like, I it's think, not worth. It's not even I, worth talking about. It was so bad. I think the <laughs> honestly, here is the thing: I didn't even finish Breaking Bad because it was so bad. I shouldn't have finished Game of Thrones. That take I is just, just a horrendous it. take on Breaking Bad. After but a fair take on Game of Thrones, after after um season after Hank Schrader. You know, after his um, – I guess we can kind of spoil that now. Like if you haven't watched Breaking <laughs> yeah. Bad. If you haven't watched it, skip two minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah. like Once he died, shows, shows over in my opinion. And after the the battle with the White Walkers where they all die, like that that ruined it for me too. You literally have seven or eight seasons of buildup and then one knife blow, done.
0: Yeah. That, I Who agree with that. that. But we need to circle back to that Breaking Bad take because that's like one of the worst takes you've ever had. And that's saying a lot. That's like the best episode of the show when Hank dies. And then there's only two episodes left. It's not like you had to watch another season without him.
1: I don't want to take away from Jared here, but it's just (laughs) I wish they would have ended it a whole season earlier on the cliffhanger of did he kill the kid or not? Like when I saw that, I said, "Okay, great. I can go to sleep knowing that this is one of the best TV shows I've ever watched, and then now it's at the bottom of my list because I couldn't finish it. It's like it's almost
0: as bad of a take as somebody saying that the last season of Game of Thrones is the best season. Is you, know, what you're you, saying want, about you want Breaking a better bad take? Right
1: I'd rather watch Beef House than watch Breaking Bad. Any episode. What the fuck is Beef House? <laughs> What's Beef House? You guys haven't, <laughs> you haven't seen Beef House? No. It's Tim and Eric. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You have the Beef Boys living in a beef house. Uh, Jamie Lynn Siegler's in it. <laughs> it is uh, it is a very interesting show with uh, quite the horde of characters. This sounds great. It's like 13-minute episodes. I'd put it somewhere in the same hemisphere of like NTSF, SDSUV.
0: Mm-hmm. Children's Hospital. That was my Children's show. Hospital. I didn't watch know? that
1: much of the other one. No,
2: we we'll have to check out that. Beef House. But if if uh, Billy Bob Thornton's not in it, then I can't check it out.
1: What about Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, I if he's in, he's it, in if it. If but... he if
2: he ends up in a new episode, yeah, I can check it out. But he's I know he's not in a past episode because I've reviewed all of his movies. Goldblum was in that NTFV show, SVU. He, oh, I, I reviewed an episode of that. Yeah, yeah. I reviewed an episode of that. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of TV... uh stevie you always come on and you like you know give us shows to watch that have been good shows in the past and i've always checked those out the ones that i've gone more to recently uh, i watched marvelous miss mazel which is amazing that show is very good
0: yeah it's so great it's like and like we are not the target audience for that show but like it doesn't matter like it's like game of thrones and it's like it transcends like the stereotypical audience for that show like Jewish women in the 50s like but it's so good. Yes. Like it's it's just like it's a very good show. I didn't the the latest season wasn't like my favorite but it was yeah. still it was yeah. still good. Agreed. And then, there's uh, too much there's too many musicals.
2: Succession was the other one uh that I checked out that you recommended. Oh. Uh,
1: did what you like thoughts?
2: it? I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, it's a very solid show. Yeah.
1: So My just, mom tried to get me into it on the worst episode possible. <laughs> it was just an episode of straight dialogue at a dinner party. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that, <laughs> like, this is such a good show. Thanks for showing me this. And she's like, that, I'm really sorry.
0: <laughs> look, that's a great fucking episode. But like, I can't imagine being good if you've never watched a show And it's just like, who yes. are these people eating dinner? why are they playing boar on the floor like (laughs) yeah uh, that show was is so good though that last season was unreal
2: i feel like that happens every time you try to get somebody to watch a show and you're like trying to watch a new episode like every time you do that it ends up being like the worst episode you're like oh this is not a good example (laughs) of what you're looking for
1: somebody's just got to start in the
2: beginning when they're picking up. I've
1: shows. been on the outskirts on TV. I I know we're living in like the golden age of television, but all the shows I like are starting to go away. And I feel like once they go away, I don't pick up another show. So it's like bad. Thrones ended. Sil- Silicon Valley, I didn't even finish either. That's right it's up good. there with Breaking it ended Bad. Good. It got so bad. It
2: ended good. Silicon Valley. Oh, really? I just, I just finished it last week. Yeah.
1: Oh. Then maybe you'll uh,
0: finish it. I like the ending. That that show definitely got worse, but it, it never got like unbearable. Like they yes. they're like Dexter got like unbearable at the end. Yeah, I thought Silk come out, was like all right at the end. I kind of like the finale. I know a lot of people didn't like it though.
2: I thought it was okay. Yeah, it, it's worth it's worth finishing up. I'd say, Chris, you're not going to be like yeah. totally disappointed with it.
0: Plus it, plus it I...
1: short? Uh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I am just had Veep's gone, honestly, since uh, college. Veep. That's the one show that I've actually re-watched, I think, since it ended because it was so good. Veep is unreal. That show is, is so funny. Chris, you seen it? I have not seen Veep. Oh, you have to watch it. I think it has one of the most inappropriate but funniest lines I've ever seen in a television show in my entire life. <laughs> Actually, there's two of those lines. <laughs> one of them, one of them has to do with nine eleven. The other one has to do with <laughs> eating pussy in front of kindergartners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would say the line, but I don't think I want a, a publicly available recording yes, of exactly. me saying those words like it would definitely, definitely like become later. a. Uh... A soundbite on Chubstep, I yeah. feel like. I don't want that. But Jared, I'll send you the link to that scene. Perfect. After. <laughs> that's,
2: that's the best way to do it. That's the best way to do yeah, it. Yeah,
0: that show's great. That show is one of like the most loaded casts like ever in a comedy oh, show. Yeah. Like, what's his face? Gary Cole just shows up like in like the third season and just like becomes the main character. Gary Cole, best known from... Oh, did put it in Chubstep... Terms. He's best known from being the T V manager at Ari's agency and Entourage. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Or, or or office space. But <laughs> in the spirit of the podcast, that's gotta be the reference. <laughs> there
1: you go. An obscure... I love
0: that you yeah. you refer to uh Timothy Oliphant as the sushi chef from the week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the one episode of the League that he's in where he serves them bad sushi.
0: Omaha. Oh,
2: my. Omaha. Oh, my.
1: I've never <laughs> I've never even seen
0: all of the league. Uh, that that's a show that got unbearable by the end of it. And also, well, a great inter- Jeff Goldblum performance.
2: Yes, that's right. He's great as Rafi's or uh, Ruxin's dad. He plays that yeah. role well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> league got so bad they put Larry David in the finale, and it's still like one of my least favorite episodes of TV ever made.
2: I can't remember the finale at all. I probably skip it every time I go through it.
0: They have a fucking coin wins the and then Andre like has a kid and then they flash forward 18 years. And then on his 18th birthday, the league tells Andre that the kid's not Andre's and the kid gets excited and runs uh, away. Yeah. And it was just like, like, I get the, like making fun of Andre is like the, the best, like a great part of the show, but why? Like they would never, like, none of this would ever happen. Like, nobody's that shitty that they would do that. Yeah. <laughs> Even them. It was just like, God, that show, that's fucking miserable. But it was
1: great for a while. Yes. Is there a better TV show ending than Eastbound and Down? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's – I, I was just thinking about that. Like, I was like, oh, well, this may be a stupid question. But then I was like, oh, I can't think of a better TV show ending than that.
0: I can, but I'm not going to say any because I – I will never speak a bad word about East Fountain Down in my life. <laughs> You're here, <Never>. Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's actually if we talk about Matthew McConaughey, he's best known for being the Texas Rangers scout in East Fountain Down.
2: <laughs> that's a show I have to check
0: out. I've not checked out that one. Yeah, you I feel like you'd love that show, Jared. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dan, Danny McBride. Everybody. Everything Danny McBride well, does
2: is great. There's a guy, and there's a guy that lives at the end of my parents' street that looks just like Danny McBride. So I always feel like I need to <laughs> Does he have a cheetah
1: printed jet ski? No, no, he dresses
2: more like a hillbilly. Like a lot of jean, uh, you know, tops, a lot of cut off vests, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, just the classic.
1: If you don't even watch Eastbound and down, all you need to do is watch the compilation of sports sesh from the last season because that in itself could have been a TV show. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was God. just like the most yeah. absurd fake sports show I've ever seen in my entire the life. The last season,
0: it's basically like he becomes like a <laughs> cast member on like basically it's like the best damn sports show, period. Yeah. <laughs> pretty yes. much. And like the way that all the guys in the show talk – like, it's just spot on for just like spoofing sports analysts. It's just it's so ridiculous.
2: Wait, you think we covered TV?
1: I think so. <laughs> we could put it, I do have one question for you. Know, the one question I've been wondering for yeah. three weeks, maybe a little longer. Okay. Didn't Jeff Goldblum say something really controversial not too long ago? You're actually referring, on, to, like a TV show. You're referring
2: uh, to when he was on a RuPaul's drag race. Uh, Yes. And people people have to listen to my review of him on RuPaul's Drag Race on episode 253.
1: Boom. There's the plug. 253. Gotta listen to 253.
0: I gotta catch up afterwards. My podcast intake since like I stopped going to work has been down like drastically.
2: same, Same with me. And that's how it is with most people. Like, I mean, I I used to listen to and it's gone way less than I, like two years ago when I lived at home and I was driving like an hour each way to work. Now that like, you know, prior to COVID, I was driving like 30 minutes each way to work and I would listen to some podcasts, but now I'm hardly listening at all because I basically only listen when I drive, when I'm commuting and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yep. Uh, so it's-
1: You can't do it when you work. Yeah, it's yeah. too much. I could do
0: work. it if I'm doing like, uh, if I'm just like inputting numbers into something like yeah. that, like doesn't require any paper. actual like thought- yeah, just like my my numbing work, which I'm luckily I'm usually not doing. Yeah. So like that's the only time i will throw a podcast yeah. on.
1: You are really yeah, good at that.
0: People still listen to my Rams podcast. In a, it's fucking June, so like <laughs> I'm I'm just like shocked by it that like the, the <laughs> listeners haven't trailed off, yeah. especially for that reason too, because even like like my most listened podcast, I'm I'm not even caught up on. Any yeah,
2: podcasts. that's how I am too. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, no, numbers, it is a little crazy with that. I've been you know, doing a lot of work from home, uh, like Chris was just mentioning. He's been doing, I'm, I don't know, yeah, I'm assuming you have too, little Stevie. And mm-hmm. I've been getting some emails. I guess this isn't recently, but I did get some recently, but this has happened a lot in the past. People that email with all caps in their emails, uh, I don't think anything <laughs> pisses me off more than that. <laughs> I find it very aggressive.
0: Are they are they being aggressive or is it just like by accident?
2: No, it happened multiple times. This specific email I'm talking about happened. There was like three replies that email and all of them had a different sentence that was in all caps. Oh, God. (laughs) Chris, you seem like you're somebody that writes in all caps. That's why you're upset by this.
1: I, I actually never get any emails in all caps. Oh, really? Um, I've, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I've seen some people go off. I've seen some people act really unprofessionally. Yes. Not just in emails, but uh, they were all uh, in lowercase or on a phone call. <laughs> oh, that's good. Phone calls are the best. <laughs> it's like, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah.
2: <laughs> You're, there's less less to be misinterpreted on a phone call. Uh, at least, you know, at least it's like you can hear tones and stuff. In, in an email, there's a lot that can be misinterpreted. Like, I mean, it's right. obviously all caps can, but I also think that I sound like a dick every time I email somebody because people will always send me things like, hey, good morning, all this kind of stuff. I'm always just like right to the point, just quick answer, send it off. No pleasantries. Strictly business. Yeah, well,
0: I I always like when I email my clients, I go out of my way to like, Include exclamation points, so it sounds like I'm being man card.
2: Man card. Exclamation (laughs) points are man (laughs) card. Exclamation points are man card.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like I feel like sometimes I'll like say something and like I'll read it and like it doesn't. It sounds like I'm just like annoyed. So (laughs) then I just like add an exclamation mark. So it's just like it's like okay, great. It's like okay, great. Like I'll get right on it. (laughs) It
2: sounds patronizing to me.
1: I don't know. I feel like here's the thing. If I saw okay, great with an exclamation part, point, I'd read it that way. When I see okay with an exclamation point, I think, okay, this person's pissed off. <laughs> I feel like that great <laughs> at least makes it seem like they're being yes. a little more like enthusiastic about it.
0: Yeah. And okay with a period at the end is like the definition of being pissed off, I feel like.
2: I avoid periods like, for that very reason because uh, I'm always yeah. worried that it's going to be over the top.
0: In like, in text messages too, like, um, like if Juliana will include a period in a text, like even if she didn't do it on purpose, I'm like, what's wrong? Like, are you okay? Like, why are you sending me this period at the end of your text? <laughs> and she's like, oh, it was an accident.
2: Yeah. Read into things. That's a good idea, Steve. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I try not to do that anymore. Like, <laughs> I, I definitely used to do that now. It's just like, you, you just, you can't. But I also try to be as like positive as possible in a text. It's like, hey, my dog died. Oh, my God. So <laughs> sorry to hear that. Right. Like, How can I help? Texting etiquette is like a real
0: thing. Like if you don't know how the person texts when you're texting them, yes. things can definitely get misinterpreted. You got to like – you got to figure out who you're talking to. And once you pick up on their texting habits, you'll never be – Offended, unless they want you to be offended.
1: Yes. Here's a question Do you conform to other people's texting habits or do you let people conform to yours?
0: Ooh, are you a (laughs) conformist? I definitely have conformed to other people's habits in the past. Like, you ever text somebody that doesn't use LOLs? Like, if you're someone like me who uses LOL to just like basically like how I use exclamation points in an email, like just so it doesn't sound like I'm serious, and then you text someone who never uses it because they're likely not laughing out loud at everything because nobody is. Then you're like thrown off. You like, you throw an LOL and they send you like a serious message just because that's how they talk. And you're like, Ew.
2: I like to right think I now. actually am that funny that people are LOLing. But <laughs> I, I, uh, to answer your question, uh, Tejas, I would say that I typically stick to, I would say when I was younger, uh, and, and first learning how to text, and maybe trying to text certain girls, I was definitely conforming to certain ways. But I would say
1: as I've grown older
2: and been more mature and comfortable with my texting self, I've been uh, stuck in my ways.
1: I think it it all depends on the girl too. Like if you're actually interested in somebody, I think you're going to like conform it a little bit more. But sometimes, yeah. I I mean, if it's like a girlfriend does not just like a friend, I'll just, I'll be myself, you know? Like actually sometimes a little more vulgar, (laughs) <laughs> just because I think it's like it makes them uncomfortable, and <laughs> I enjoy that with people like seeing them get uncomfortable. But, um, you know, the boys, I feel like you're just always shooting the shit, you're not really ever <laughs> thinking about
2: that. <laughs> no, no, I'm not thinking that. The The one thing I cannot stand is the uh, and I, I haven't had a lot of people do this to me, very select. Group of people have done this to me. The text, and if I don't get back in time, the hello question mark, or maybe just replying replying with some question marks or some dots, ellipses.
0: You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not a team iPhone, so you don't know this. But like I, I always forget to answer my brother sometimes, and he'll yeah. just do the question mark, like oh, no. comment on my text. <laughs> oh. or or if we're like if we're having a conversation and we he asked me something but like i just ignore it because we're talking about something else then he'll go back in the conversation and hit the question mark it's it's so annoying <laughs> but he knows exactly what he's doing he knows how annoying it is okay and it works and then
1: i answer yeah my my favorite <clears throat> response to that is my mom there's a gif of a bear waving and it says hello <laughs> And whenever we don't respond, she'll group text both of us that GIF, which I'm pretty impressed that my mom has figured out how to do that. But it's like so obnoxious because she does it all the time because they never respond. But I'm one of those people who has read receipts on and I will purposefully leave people unread sometimes. That is <laughs> not the
0: least bit surprising. Power move. Power move. <laughs> Power move. There we go. My, my go-to GIF uh, when I'm like Skyping people at work, if I ask them something and they don't answer, uh, assuming it's not like like the highest people in the company I'll just send them the gif of Spongebob at the table with himself with a cup of coffee yes classic <laughs> I've, I've,
1: oh,
2: somebody's oh done God, that one to I me before,
1: oh yeah. I gotta start doing that
2: yeah gifs, GIFs uh, are a game changer as far as getting responses out of people or just saying stuff without actually saying mm-hmm. it <laughs> there's a lot of good ones from I
1: think the that's wire, actually like. the definition of a meme right yeah it's a meme yeah it's like to convey a message without like typing it out or something mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's a good point a I, i'm good point. glad i'm glad we live in a gif world like i used to have like this isn't even that long ago i had a iPhone. i'd have a folder saved of just gifs that i could use it's probably in college that i could just text to people as memes but now we have gif keyboards it's yeah incredible what a time
2: to be alive in this day
0: I'm Jared incredible. is literally still a glass of iced tea. Wow we're in this conversation.
1: It's the best thing ever a floating, a floating I, I, I,
2: I feel like we can't do an episode talking to we're talking without talking about some sort of sport scenario without I know it's not going on. Uh, I know in the typical. I,
0: I I have a topic. Yeah. So like we've had virtually no sports for what is this, almost going on three months. I think the NBA season cancellation is almost coming up. But, like, in August, we're going to have so many fucking sports. Like, is there going to be too many
2: sports?
0: (laughs) Like, every league is going to be playing, I feel like.
2: Just loading it all up in August?
0: Yeah, like the MLS just announced they're coming back. The NHL, I don't know if they have a date yet, but they're coming back. The MLB, we'll see. NBA, NFL hasn't moved anything. Yeah. And then college might happen. Yeah, like college will exactly.
2: happen. Too much? I don't know about... Too, well, I mean, the, don't forget that right now uh, ACL is going on. And you can watch that. American League. I actually
0: did watch that the other day. So did I. <laughs> uh,
2: so don't forget about that. But assuming ACL wraps up and you've got all the other ones going on still. And they're going to be hurting... They're going to have great ranges. because everybody's going to be watching. But also how are you going to split that all up? Everything kind of playing at right. once. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So to answer your question, too much sports, I'm actually going to take you back. I've had a lot of sports action going on over this COVID break. I was in three Madden leagues at one point, <laughs> <laughs> one of which got disbanded. So now I'm no. only in two, but, but oh, man. The coolest thing I've done over the break has been in a Reddit sponsored um, NBA Two K sim league, and the first <laughs> one, <laughs> the first one, the guy actually got really upset, and right as we're about to go to the playoffs, he deleted the league, so we started oh a new one. And it was crazy. I actually pulled off this unreal trade where I somehow got Luka Doncic. Someone gave me Luka, and I only had to give up, like, Wendell Carter Jr. and, like, John Morant or something. And I got, like – That's not, like, or something. Like, John Morant. Yeah, very Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, but here's not the thing. Luka, is that when it but... comes to contract overalls and how good Luka is in that game in simming, like, it, everyone was like, okay, did this guy just trade? So I have a team right now. I'm the Clippers. And, you know, a lot of people are going in and managing their teams. I let Doc Rivers manage just about everything except for the <laughs> minutes. But listen to this team because I think it's a pretty loaded team. Like So we're in season two. I have De'Aaron Fox. I, I honestly, every time I read his name, I think D-A-A-Ron Fox yeah. after that <laughs> skin. Yes. I, like, even say it to myself. Jarrett Culver, Muhammad Bamba. Laurie Markinen, Kobe White, Kevin Porter Jr., Moritz Wagner, and uh, Cole Anthony Jr. <laughs>
2: That's not like, that good of a team.
1: <laughs> they're bad. actually like, so Jarrett Culver was like runner up for rookie of the year last season. Uh, Cole Anthony is runner up for rookie of the year right now. Like, we're talking about a dynasty league here. Like, this is a team that is built for the future. And I am going to have most of these guys under contract for like three or four more years, while everyone like you lose your big players because they can sit there and say, "Oh, I don't want to sign with you." Like Anthony Davis went back to New Orleans; it was actually pretty ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I I think it's actually how you win this game. And then in like your last season before they're all going to like go off, that's where you sign all the big free agents and you make a run at the title.
0: Yeah, well, that's how that's how NBA teams are built. But I am not going to lie; I got distracted after you. Referred to Mo Bamba by his full name. <laughs>
1: <Bamba>. <laughs> I've never heard anyone call him Mohammed Bamba. I just feel like he would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. the guy. Literally call for, a song named after him. Really?
0: <laughs> yeah, you never heard it. Never no. heard the song Mo Bamba.
1: Oh, oh! This, I think you said a star. You said oh, a song? No, a song. Yeah. Oh, he might have a <laughs> star.
2: Okay. Yeah. So explain to me. Explain. No way okay. No so way. clearly, you have been like we've been missing. Most people have been missing out on these sports that you've been up to. Can you explain what the simulated 2K league is for people that don't know what you're talking about?
1: So there's what I think there's 30 NBA teams, right? So yeah. there's 30 people, and it's all these guys who met through Reddit, and one of my buddies invited me to it. So there's like five guys who run it off one account, yeah. and basically they stream the last two minutes of every close game or else they sim every single game in an NBA season until the playoffs. And they'll actually like go through the games. You have people who are gambling on games, (laughs) like (laughs) actually putting real money on a simulation where it's like a fake 48 minute game and you have your team and you like, you have the coaching staff, you try and develop players, you set your rotations, you can set your strategy in terms of like, are we going to be a run and gun sort of team or are we going to sit there and we're going to like slow it down, sort of Memphis Grizzlies style, um, you know, go for every board. So uh, if if there's other questions, I feel like that kind of describes it pretty well, but it's just like, it's just fun because it's like one, you get to, compete against all these other people but two you kind of like start with this team and you get to watch it mature over a, a couple of seasons and and see the fruits of your labor especially when you're tanking like i am
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not the least bit shocked tanking. Where, so where does the like the gambling
1: like are they just betting
0: against each other or is like somebody so the house
1: have you guys ever heard of discord yeah Okay, so it's 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 awesome. For those of you who don't know, it's like think about like a group chat, but then within that group chat there's all these different levels that organize things. So there is a gambling level of the the Discord where when guys have games, they'll sit there and be like, Does anyone want to bet that I win by and they create their own lines, like they do all this stuff. I think the most that someone bet was like forty or fifty bucks on oh, a God. game. But normally it's just like a couple or five bucks and um it's pretty fun. I actually made money on the league, not from gambling. Someone uh, wanted a pick of mine, and I'm like, Well, I don't want to trade. And he's like, I'll give you 10 bucks. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Enjoy Paul George. <laughs> take DAA Ron Fox. <laughs>
2: Simulated sports when real sports aren't going on. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you're in LA, right? Los Angeles area,
1: Newport, yeah. Newport so Beach, yeah. So okay. I'm actually an hour south in Newport Beach.
2: Okay, and Stevie, you're in New York.
1: Yeah, I'm in Connecticut right now. Oh, I'm Connecticut. Okay. House.
2: And I am in Chicago. We're on three different time zones, which is pretty crazy.
0: <laughs> the three, uh, the three biggest cities in America, probably too. That's
1: right, Newport <laughs> Beach. <laughs> <Stevie's> <laughs> or we're middle we're don't, don't say don't yeah. say L.A. Little Stevie, like it's it's another animal up there. <laughs> LA, I'd actually LA, rather drives
0: like it's so crazy. Like I feel like there's all these areas that you'd like consider LA. Yeah. Um, but they're not LA. But then in Chicago, there's all these areas that aren't Chicago, yeah. but the people that live there consider them Chicago.
2: Exactly. It's the same sort of thing. You know, they'll look like Yeah, there's there's a wide range that people will say they live in LA, but you you know, you drill down and that's you know like you've probably said LA before.
1: I feel like if I'm talking to so like when I go home to Dallas I feel like Newport Beach is just like a little bit more elevated above LA. So it'd be a, <laughs> a little, little pretentious, Yeah. A little classy. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but here's, so then here's my question. If, if we're saying that is Miller park considered Chicago just because everyone refers to it as Wrigley North.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually refer to Chicago as Milwaukee South uh, to, fight, to fight that, uh, that comment. <laughs>
2: Uh, there's, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Pootie Tang but uh, the start of it starts off by saying that Pootie Tang was from a small town outside of Gary, Indiana, Chicago <laughs> so very similar uh, similar vein of that if you haven't seen Pootie Tang one of Chris Rock's finest uh, endeavors huh. it's about a guy I'm who hits, hits people with a belt um, he's a superhero basically that rips, whips people with his belt uh, Louis C.K. directed it a long time ago uh anyway chris i did have an issue with texas i wanted to bring up i hope you can help I'm, to find i'm ready this. to hear so south by southwest got canceled were you aware of this got canceled yeah, in march I heard. do you know that they didn't give refunds for anybody that bought tickets
1: what? I'm, what? I'm
2: serious i'm serious uh it's a little crazy uh, I <laughs> I just found out about this recently. I started doing, and apparently they're getting sued now because they're, you know, people are like, and these tickets are like, South by Southwest is not cheap. A lot of you know, a lot of these tickets were like over a thousand dollars. So anyway, she says, that is
1: the biggest penis I have ever seen. And I said, I know. That's why I brought you to the penis museum where tickets are a thousand dollars.
0: Are they offering anything like in return? Some,
2: I saw some things that they were saying you can maybe use part of it towards a future uh, for the future event, but there's no guarantee that they're going to have the event next year. And a lot of people didn't buy those tickets. You know, it was just like a one-time thing. I'm just going to go for this year. Uh, I saw but then wow. I also saw that, you know, that was like, they limited that to like the end of April where they're going to offer that. Like it didn't even offer it that long. Once people found out they, they canceled it within a week of the show, you know, about to happen.
1: You heard about Coachella, right?
2: I'm assuming that's not going on.
1: It got canceled too. So, um, I mean, I'm right now in a predicament. I bought some Clippers, uh, Clippers Pacers tickets, and obviously that's not going to happen. So I'm wondering if StubHub's going to give me my money back uh, because it keeps saying I "I
0: have an uh, actual answer for that, but not from StubHub. I had tickets to the Sixers, um, I don't a Pacers game." And Philly. God and what, what's up with the Pacers? <laughs> I just I just forgot who it was. Um,
2: Indiana guys over here.
0: I got it specifically to go watch TJ McConnell play. But um Juliana bought said it
2: no for me one said.
1: Chill. Chill. Um I don't even think TJ McConnell's parents would go to a TJ McConnell game. Okay? <laughs> like, I think they would say we're going to see Joel Embiid play sorry, a, son. A process legend.
0: Uh, Anyways, we bought them on vivid seats for March 14th and the season got canceled on March 11th and last week or whenever they confirmed. So we didn't hear from vivid seats at all until they confirmed that the league was going to go to Orlando. And then they sent out an email basically offering us a like 110% voucher for the site. Or if you reach out to them within seven days, you could get a full refund, but like, it was a little shady. Like, I think they want you to use the money on the site and they don't want to hand out actual refund.
1: Well, my big, so I've heard about that. I've heard about these companies doing that. And so I think, sorry to take this like an economic sphere, Do it, uh, which I think is the interesting thing about South by Southwest is that, you know, I know they have a lot of music acts, but, these people make so much money just off the sponsorships alone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they actually do pretty well. And so with South by Southwest, I could see that coming back and it's not like they necessarily need the ticket sales because I think a lot of these groups, I actually know guys in staging and, you know, we being in spirits actually sponsor Coachella. So like I've been involved with some of this stuff that, I have a feeling that'll be back. So I think it's a little weird that they would like alienate people like that. And um, I could see, but the big issue is like they haven't furloughed people, right? They've probably been paying out a bunch of expenses still, not thinking what is the impact going to be here? And my big concern with like taking that 110% vouchers, what if the company goes under? Then it's worth nothing. Yeah, no. Because I would totally do the voucher because it's with StubHub. I'm like, okay, but like what's to prevent them from going bankrupt and being like, oops, sorry, your voucher's not worth anything anymore. Like SeatGeek, they probably got to stop sponsoring every
0: single podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe they they can't afford that expense. Yeah.
2: No kidding. Yeah, it it is kind of crazy. But they need to
1: go away. Those seat sites are such a scam. They are. The fact that they upcharge you so much. Mm Mm-hmm. service fee you gotta like you gotta put the
0: service fee already calculated in when you buy tickets or else it's like you pick the ticket it's like oh it's 30 dollars more than you had anticipated when you clicked on this yeah it's such bullshit
2: it it's that's such bullshit and on top of that it is totally jacked up the overall cost of tickets. Like when you used to go and just scalp tickets, they used to be so much more cheap because it wasn't like some big. And and the other thing was now there's people that just buy tickets that don't even live in the area just to sell them on SeatGeek. I remember the craziest one was like, I went to a Hawks game one time and I buy the tickets and it shows up from, it was from Texas. Speaking of Tejas, you know, it was like some guy like the tickets showed up from the guy's house in Texas. Like, Clearly, he's not going to Hawks games a lot. He's buying these and reselling them because they sell out every game. You know, this was this was a while ago. Not anymore. They not selling out as much. But uh, you know, like, but that's just that's the kind of stuff you want to do if that you know there wasn't somebody just hosting that site of you know allowing that to happen.
1: Of course, I also like made money off of tickets in college, like selling it between people. But you know, instead of a service fee, I just made a profit. Now I do from like a. You know, like part of my job, I'm in finance, like revenue management sort of. And like, you know, part of my job is looking at pricing and how to like maximize profits. So I do have to respect the fact that they understand consumers are going to keep buying these things no matter what your service fee is essentially. But you talk about a market that's ripe for disruption, that and law. You want to start talking law? Come on. I don't I don't need to pay a lawyer a thousand, like, yeah. I've never had a DUI, but, like, I don't need to pay a lawyer an additional when you get, thousand when you get a dollars a DUI. to go pay the state five thousand.
0: Yeah, um, like, and then, like, retainer fees and shit with lawyers, like, because yeah. even if you're going to court for, like, something, like, not that big a deal, I feel like they charge you these insane retainer fees.
2: The, well, that, I mean, obviously, there are things like LegalZoom, which cut off a lot of the cost of kind of the low level stuff that you don't really need you know like hearing like wills and even stuff like rental agreements and things like that like stuff in the past you would have had to go out into a lawyer to do legal zoom has figured out a way to you know kind of eliminate that of needing an actual lawyer just have the pre-made stuff and here's just you know here's just some documents you can just buy from us and pennies on the dollar compared to what you'd pay a lawyer to do it so some you know they got it some which way which crazy though
1: way. So let me make a video. I give all my money to so and so. This is look around the room. No one's got a gun to my head. I'm doing this on my own accord. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not like Carol Baskin day of, yeah, or yeah. Will comes out <laughs> 10 days later, I think you should be pretty okay with that if I was like a judge.
2: The Will stuff can get pretty, I just heard people get pretty crazy with the, uh, when there's a lot of money involved. Like, uh, people get pretty insane over who gets what.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, everything I know about lawyers is just from the early seasons of Better Call Saul. Yeah. Well, That's all I got.
2: That's why you got to watch Goliath. You'll learn a lot more.
0: Uh, I do got to watch Goliath. Got to add that to my list. Billy Bob.
2: Billy Bob. That's right, Billy Bob. Uh, Chris, do you respect Billy Bob? Are you the biggest fan of Billy Bob? Because he has a southern accent.
1: I think it's a little weird that him and... uh, uh, what's her name? Angelina Jolie had vials of blood of each other around their necks when they were dating. So, I, I've never really been able to look at them the same way. <laughs> That's, <laughs> so fair. <weird>. That's fair. Weird. <laughs> I'm more of a I'm more of a Lance Armstrong guy in terms oh my of god
2: Did you guys? Why we? I've talked about this uh, the doc on the last two Chubstep episodes, but you guys watched the Lance doc.
0: It's
1: amazing. No, I haven't watched it. It's good. Best best quarantine TV that there's been.
2: I, I think the Last I, Dance was better. But uh, I'm also. A little what'd biased. you think was better? The Last Dance. I thought was better.
1: I quit after the first episode. <laughs> you shut Didn't up. watch it. Shut up. Look, I, I you. have a complaint about the Last Dance. Like, it
0: it was good. Like it was dope. But they promised it was like an unprecedented look at the '98 Bulls. There was like. Four behind-the-scenes clips that, like, felt like new material from the 98 season. And the rest was just, like, them having people come in and talk about Michael Jordan's Wikipedia page. Which was (laughs) great, but, like, it was not an unprecedented look at the 98 Bulls. It was barely a look at the 98 Bulls. It sounds like I didn't miss out then. I mean, it was cool. Like, I I enjoyed it.
2: I mean, I'm always going to be a little biased because I'm, you know, live in Chicago. But... And I'm also a big Bill Cartwright fan, who had quite the uh, quite the effect on that doc. I don't think it would have been possible without Cartwright. Nor Bill would Cartwright the got
0: a like the biggest moment of that doc. I felt like <laughs> yes. he got a huge shine. I think I I think I snapped. Yeah, the you next after it. The, you the did. Scene. So,
2: Chris, there's a part where basically the Bulls were imploding. You should say Scottie Pippen uh, decides he doesn't want to go in uh, in like the last second of I think it was like ninety. 94, yeah, 94, like the Eastern Conference Finals, like they're going against New York, I think at this point. And uh, they don't want, he wants Tony Kukoc to take the last second shot. And so Scottie Pippen gets pissed off and is like, well, I'm not going to play. And Scottie Pippen doesn't go in. They pass the ball to Kukoc, Kukoc makes makes the shot. And, you know, without, you know, in spite of Scottie Pippen not being on there. And then Bill Cartwright has a big speech. Right after that, that says basically like, Scotty, that's bullshit. You know, man up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically saved the day, basically saved not only the Bulls' first three championships because they wouldn't have been able to do it without their starting center, but also set them up for their second three championships, even though he wasn't on the team as a player. He was an assistant coach later oh, at the time. So. Under there's a big underlying story where basically the whole thing, although it's centered around Michael Jordan, really revolves around Bill Cartwright.
1: Interesting. <laughs> All do you want to know why I quit watching after the first episode? Is yeah. actually a pretty interesting.
2: Point. Yeah, let's hear that. So,
1: um, Alan Parsons' project, you know the fucking song, the Bulls intro song. Yeah. How do you end the first episode that way and not fucking start it out that way? Start out the second one? That's an intro song. It's an intro song, not a conclusion song. Like, if you would have shown me Michael Jordan running out for the last game of that, like, playoff season to that song, tears would have started coming down the eyes and I would have been like, holy shit, this is going to be the greatest. <laughs> and like, And as the song is, like, building up, you start showing directed by so-and-so, like, all this stuff. Kind of, like, have that credits at the beginning. I think you have the greatest documentary season like series of all time. But they decided to put it at the end of the first episode when there's, what, nine more episodes? Like, you just totally killed the importance of the song, what it means to the fans, and what it means to just getting fucking amped up for a Bulls game. (laughs) Though I've never been to a Bulls game. It's just, like, it gets me (laughs) amped up. Like, seeing that intro with the Bulls, like, running through the city, coming to the United Center, it's just... It's a whole thing.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's an insane complaint because they, like, it was pretty hype when they played the song because they want to bait you in for the next week. It's, it's it was, classic network TV stuff. Yes. is of Shield did it before every commercial break.
2: What, or you talk about the best shows that would, like, you know, get you ready for the next one. They basically try to hook you for the next one. I thought 24 was the best out of any show I watched. It was like always would leave you the cliffhanger that was like, oh, I got to watch the next one. Mm mm-hmm. uh, that's I guess, that's what's you know that's what I think they were trying to do there, Chris. But it backfired on you apparently.
1: Yeah, I quit watching. Didn't watch a single one after the first.
2: <laughs> well, I can tell you, I can spoil it for you. They end up winning, nineteen ninety eight.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. And then he retired. And then he retired. And that's where it ended. He never played again.
1: He must have been. He, I guarantee you that. Of course, of course, David Stern's not going to tell the truth, but. They must have said, "Okay, you get 18 months off for gambling. Go play baseball." He goes and plays baseball, comes back, can't quit fucking gambling, and they're like, "You're just done. Retire."
0: Um, I think that the two like And then he did the same shit weird. at the Wizards. He
1: did the same shit with the Wizards.
0: Just could not I, quit fucking gambling. I don't think he got suspended for gambling, and like they they went out of their way to call out that rumor and that they thought it was stupid in the the um the recording and actually had David Stern on the record saying he wasn't suspended. And that's how far we'll know from it. Cause he died after that came out. But, uh, I, the, his story about the food poisoning in Utah. I'm not fucking buying it. I'm not buying any of that. <laughs> he gets a pizza at three in the morning, five guys come and deliver it. And they don't even talk about this. He eats the whole pizza by himself yeah. at three in the morning, the yeah. day before a finals game.
2: It's a very good point. Who what kind of psycho's doing that?
0: Yeah, but also why would they make that up? I don't know. I it's it's, a it, lot it's of you're right. It's so
2: you're right. If you were going to do you would just say, "Hey, I got some chicken kebab from some hole in the wall Middle Eastern, you know, food place <laughs> and that's how last time I got food poisoning, that's what happened." <laughs> uh, yeah. But you would say something like that. You would be something with chicken or something, right? Like it wouldn't be pizza seems so obscure to get a I've never heard of anybody
1: getting food poisoning yeah. from
0: pizza. And he wouldn't have given Here's my argument. He wouldn't have given the security guard a slice of pizza. It's a whole fucking pizza.
1: <laughs> Here's my thought. Jared, think about it like this: Senior year at Marquette. Yeah. Volleyball, intramural championship, Wednesday night. It's Tuesday. You just had to put a security deposit down on your new apartment for next year, and you realize you only have five dollars and 31 cents in your pocket. <laughs> But you're really hungry. Like you're not like I'm going to go get a hot dog from Dog House and get food poisoning sick. You're like I need a lot of food. Yeah. What do you realize? It's five dollar pizza night at Papa John's. You're going and you're buying that pizza. You're gonna eat the whole pizza yeah. before a huge game. It, I never situation-
0: <laughs> I never finish the whole pizza on on five dollar Tuesdays.
1: But you're not an athlete like Jared or Michael Jordan. Okay, they're in a different tier of athletes. Okay, we're talking championship intramural, Steve. You need car. You got a carb load. You got to make sure your body has that energy it needs to succeed the next day at three in the morning. Also, here's the other thing: it's fucking Utah. What's open in Utah past eleven o'clock? And we're talking nineteen nineties. What's open past nine o'clock? Here, here's what this, the spin zone is. <laughs> you used to not be able to drink Coca-Cola in Utah because they were worried <laughs> it was too strong. He was probably wasted,
0: hungry, got the drunk hungers. We've all been there. Made them find him a pizza. It got delivered to him. And then he was very hungover the other day on top of the fact that he has this giant shitty pizza sitting in his stomach. Yeah. Maybe it's a combination of both. Maybe they blame the food poisoning Instead of the hangover, when in reality he's probably hung over with a bunch of pizza sitting in his stomach.
2: <laughs> if he ordered it that late, imagine by the time he's actually done eating it, and then by the time he goes to bed, I mean, like, and I'm sure he played an early round of golf that they're not mentioning. You know, it's <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> There's probably more to why it. Why was that such a big deal in the in the documentary? Because he played it the next day. Like, like everyone already knew he game. played in the flu game.
0: Yeah, but nobody. Like, like why I'm, did
1: they feel like need?
0: Because the the rumor is that he was, like, either hungover or—I think that's the prevailing rumor.
2: Well, it's just, you know, it was one of the He's
1: more of a narcissist. (laughs) Him or Lance Armstrong. Jared, you've seen both.
2: Yeah. I I think that Lance is because Lance went through so many years of just fucking people over and never feeling bad about it. It took him, like, 20 years until his guilt built up enough that he admitted (laughs) that— And by that point, by the time he admitted that he had been using PEDs, like he had already been caught. Like it was already gonna be revealed. Like it's there was no I don't know, there was no like uh no redeeming, you know, I don't know. I've talked about this. Lance seems Lance seems so much worse to me.
0: Yeah, because I, I feel like Jordan, like, outside of when he's on the court playing basketball, like off the court, I feel like he doesn't make everything about him. Like he, took a, he bought the Bobcats, who were named after their old owner, Bob Johnson. He literally named the team after himself, and they were going to rename the team. And a lot of people wanted him to name the team the Jumpmen after him, and make the logo the Jordan logo, but then he named the team the Hornets instead. A real narcissist would have named the team the, the Jumpmen.
1: So then here's my one follow-up question. It's, it's a scenario based question. So if you had the choice, and it's going to be a little Stevie, you can do like the 76ers if you want, but if you could watch the, the you know the sixth championship ring, last final playoff game, at Caffrey's, would you rather watch that? or would you rather see Lance Armstrong going for his last Tour de France title, and what drink would you have in your hand while you're watching this? Because I saw a video during the Lance documentary of people at a bar watching the Tour de France, like getting wasted, yeah. and that looked like one of the funnest things ever.
2: That's true, but the problem is that those are so long. Like those races are so long. Like, what part are you watching? That last
0: little bit? Yeah,
1: I'd be asleep I you're watching be the whole thing. No, I think I think you're watching the whole thing because it's like it's like one of those things. You show up, you have like your American gear on. Like you're ready to party. You're there with the boys. There's a table of girls over there. You're like, okay, we're gonna have five or so beers, Then we're gonna go try and join up with that table. <laughs> like, I feel like the Bulls. It's like, great, we're going for number six. We've already seen this five times before. I, I don't know. That's just my but Lance's kind of seven on it. times.
2: I mean, like Lance's, he's already done it six other times. He's going for seven. It's, I mean, it's a similar,
0: you know, scenario here. In, in this hypothetical, too, because you mentioned what drink would you have. Is this me today or me in college?
1: It's you if we were to go to Caffrey's for that scenario. So you can and take it or leave it and today I mean, or
0: college. Today I'd have a spotted cow. In college, I'd probably have a pitcher of Caffrey's light <laughs> <Yeah>. or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was like a rail beer, right?
2: Yeah, generic bar <laughs> brand beer. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and was, for anyone who, who's listening that doesn't know what Caffrey's is, it is a college bar that Steve, Jared, and myself definitely frequented. Yeah, <laughs> uh, once we were twenty-one. Caffrey's play, light is just Keystone light. I'm sure we could Keystone all agree. I I miss Milwaukee
0: beer prices. Remember, we used to complain about like Sobelman's raising their p- pitcher prices from five dollars to seven dollars. <laughs> I couldn't even get a. I could barely get a beer at a bar in New York for seven bucks. Like, that's the price of, like, a Bud Light bottle, not a pitcher.
2: Yes, yes. No, it's very true. It's very true.
0: I bought I bought my brother a, bo- a $50 bottle of tequila for uh, Christmas. It actually ended up being, like, $75 for shipping, but it was literally a bottle of Trace Comas. Like, they actually oh, they really? made, like made Trace Comas. Yeah, it has oh a giant God. comma on the top.
2: Yes. Yeah, this, for that those who don't know, so it's Silicon awesome. Valley. That's what the... Uh, the guy people know him as the boom operator in the office. Yeah, uh, he shows up in Silicon Valley and makes a beer, makes an alcohol called uh, Tres the, Comas. I don't say you
0: know. this lightly. Like literally, the worst character on the Office.
2: Yes, uh,
0: like he's he's easily <laughs> near the top. Like he's fucking rules in Silicon Valley.
2: The Office decided to we- add a bunch of characters that people hated towards the end.
0: Yeah, but he might have been the worst one because that whole storyline was so so stupid. stupid. So stupid. It was so dumb that they just like, it didn't even get an ending. She just like (laughs) went to his house once. Yes. I I saw a Reddit post today. It was like, uh, what's a movie you love but would understand if people hate? And I didn't know what my answer was, but it's 100% the comebacks because I love that movie, but it's definitely a horrible
1: movie little stevie and i went and saw david cautioner live in college and when i went to go get his autograph after the show i told him lambo fields comebacks (laughs) everyone's like going whammy (laughs) and uh (laughs) they're
0: either quoting anchorman or the office and you just come and you're like love the comebacks bro
2: (laughs) (laughs) what did he say
1: uh he probably it it was like oh yeah like you know kind of one of those i don't even remember that i did that movie but thanks for the shout out
0: i'm sure he does that was probably like his only leading role (laughs) oh man
2: that's always what i want to do like when i meet you know if i run into somebody like at a bar or something like that i always want to bring up their like most obscure movie that they've ever been in uh you know like if I was with Jeff Goldblum, I could say, "Oh my god, I loved you in um, Annie Hall." Was the one I was thinking of. He has one line in Annie Hall.
0: Yeah, I watched that movie in a film class in college. I I wish I paid more attention because I don't remember that.
2: Well, you wanted to know, and it was him. You had to you had to look out. Like there's a couple of these movies that I've watched with you know Fraser or Billy Bob Thornton or. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, where I'm like, I know they're in it just because they're on IMDb, but you have to watch the whole movie just to find the split second that they're in the movie.
0: You know, I noticed in, uh, we were watching, I think it was Casino like a long time ago. Yeah. And, uh, Bobby Bacala from The Sopranos, he's literally like, he's an extra at a bar in one scene where, like, somebody gets shot and he's in it for like a split second. And I was like, Is Bobby Bacala just in that scene? Everyone was watching, it. was like, no, like, he's not in this movie. And then we paused it. And you could just, like, see, like, the side of his face sitting at the bar.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I guess that's what I'd
1: say to him. Exactly. I, yeah, I
2: loved you in casino.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burn up. One thing I also wanted to bring up to you guys, I was yeah. looking at this most streamed movie since March based on data from the Public Information and Statistics Society. Do you know what the movie was for Texas? It's actually a personal favorite of mine. Movie 43. No. You know this is not real, right? I think it's real. Uh, yeah. Have you guys not? Have you guys ever seen that movie? What's not. the what's
0: a bre- abbreviation of that bureau?
1: <laughs> is there an abbreviation for it? Yeah, it's piss.
0: Because <laughs> it was the same bureau that did that like food graph where <laughs> like best fast food restaurants in Iowa's favorite was In and Out.
2: And like Chuck E. Cheese but, was on that list for a bunch of yeah, states.
1: Yeah. Michigan was Jolly B. Yeah. But do you not think movie 43 – personally, movie 43 is one of the best comedies I've ever seen.
0: Movie 43, I I only watched half of it, but I like – I was laughing, and I don't understand like why people call that like the worst movie ever because it's literally just like a bunch of like skits. Like it's not like they attempted to make a cohesive movie. Like when I think worst movie ever, I think of like Catwoman where like – Somebody tried to make a movie and that's what came out. Like I don't think they tried that hard to make movie forty three a movie.
1: Jared, did you ever see movie forty three?
2: I never saw movie forty three. I was just trying to think of worst movies ever made. Um, I
1: need you to watch that. Okay, I will. I need check you to watch that and do a review because it is I don't even want to ruin some of my favorite scenes, but it is honestly a plus plus filmmaking. My buddy and I watch
0: uh, a terrible movie every year, like around Christmas break. And this year we watched Gotti with John Travolta.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw previews for that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was. It lived after the hype. It was an abomination.
2: The So there's a movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Island of Dr. Moreau. have not. So there's a... There's a movie, obviously there's a movie called Island of Dr. Moreau, which is a movie that people would try to make multiple times. It never worked out. But then there's a whole documentary called Lost Soul, The Making of the Island of Dr. Moreau, which is all about how much of a shit show the making of the movie was. There's literally a whole documentary that's as long as the movie, basically, uh, talking about how it was, um, the people, the main people who in it were uh, Marlon Brando. And he's a complete psychopath, you realize from that. Val Kilmer is the other main guy. And Val Kilmer is also a psycho. Uh, they talk about how one time they're filming, they're filming, this, like camera guy's filming, and uh, Val Kilmer comes up with a cigarette and starts burning it on the guy's, like, hair. Like, just starts, like, so the guy's not paying attention, he just starts yeah, burning a cigarette, like, on his hair. Like, burns him, basically. And there's just, it was it, like one of those things you can just see um, how something can get so over the top. They end up like firing their first director. He comes back like as an extra. He's hiding like in a suit so that nobody knows that he's back on the set. Uh, it goes like months and months over budget and like over schedule. Like the schedule's all off. Uh, the movie ends up being horrible and they spent like way, way, way more everything than they wanted to. Like it was just... It's, disaster but it's a lost soul the making of the island of dr moreau uh better than the movie is the documentary about the movie
0: yeah do i have to watch the movie to watch the documentary no no you don't okay
2: you I check watch, it out. That sounds watch awesome. how crazy of a of a movie it was and you see a lot of that kind of stuff um working you know since you guys are talking about your job i had to talk about in the film industry you see so much of the time how much of a disaster certain films can start going i mean like everybody wants to make a movie and the problem is that most people don't know how to do it and all it takes is some money and hiring some people and you can do it, but that doesn't mean that you have somebody that put it together correctly. And just, you see so many times there's so many movies out there, like this movie 43 you're talking about, that could have been a good idea. And maybe it was a good script at the beginning And then maybe, you know, somebody had some good connections, was able to get somebody else, but then they got the wrong person to be their producer. They got the wrong whatever, whatever. Or maybe there's some crazy director that wanted it a certain way, but nobody else wanted that way. But they had, you know, final say. It happens so much where, like, it's so hard to make a good movie because you need everybody to be on the same page. And you need, like, good people not only to make it look good, but also acting and script writing. Like, there's so many different Stages, and you'll see even like an editor can be bad and make the film look bad, or like maybe can have just bad sound mixing at the end that makes it look bad. There's like it's crazy how many things have to go right for a movie to go right. That that's the reason there's so many shitty movies out there.
1: It, you you actually reminded me one more thing though. I met I met Tommy Weiso in L.A. <laughs> That's the only famous person I've met or seen in LA and the way I ran into him. So I was coming back, I was flying through LAX and I go into the restroom and I have to go to like use a urinal. And I feel like I was actually maybe a little too close behind this guy. (laughs) And he turns around and it's Tommy Wiseau. And, like, he's got the sunglasses on his head. It's, like, late at night. Like, there's no need to have the sunglasses on. And we're just, like, make eye contact with each other. It was, like, super awkward. And then he just walked away. But he looked like shit. Like, honestly, he looked terrible. I hope I hope no one ever has to see him again. He <laughs>
2: should have kept on the sunglasses. Wow.
1: I, I had to like move out of the way a little bit so that he could get out of the stall. <laughs> I don't know why I stood so close. That's like, a good. So
0: that's a good. Like only celebrity encounter to have. Tommy Wiseau.
1: <laughs> and in a urinal, like at a <laughs> urinal. <laughs> Where else would you see that guy? Okay.
0: From this moment forward, I decree: no more
1: schnitzel or strudel let get some American food up in then. I'm just really happy I get to talk about my uh, fantasy basketball week. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. It's great podcast material. All
2: right. Well, we'll uh, wrap it up there. What guys uh, – we're going to put this episode also on Tejas and Little Stevie. Where's the best spot for people to find Tejas and Little Stevie episodes?
0: Uh, we're definitely on Apple Podcasts. I think I put us on, like, Google Play. And something else at some point, uh, but Apple Podcasts, or if you want to go to our Twitter at Tejas Will Stevie, um, I'll, I'll tweet out the link if I could still log into the account. I can still log into the account. I will okay. tweet out the link from
2: there. <laughs> it's a good start. It's a very good start. We're, it's progress. Was Perfect. There, was there things you guys wanted and then to I'll, plug?
1: Obviously, we'll hype it up all over uh, yeah. Instagram and, yeah, and of whatnot. Right, Absolutely. Well.
2: Was there was there other things we you guys wanted to plug?
0: Uh not not really. We'll obviously do another episode of Tas and Little Stevie in like a yeah. week or two.
1: I you know, I want to plug that Tejas and Little Stevie is going to be back next Wednesday. <laughs> 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 even even if Steve is not a part of it, I will find a way to get the episode done. So today is. Sorry, my eye keeps like leaking saline. I don't know why. <laughs> Today's June 10th, June 17th. There will be a new episode of Tejas and Little Stevie.
0: You can upload one without me, even though I'll try and come on, because I uploaded an episode of me and Juliana talking one time, and it's on the feed. Oh, so. sweet. You although I think we called you while we're doing it, and you were like, "This is not an episode of Teos and Little
1: Stevie. Don't upload it." <laughs> not sanctioned. Not sanctioned. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So yeah, that's the only plug. Ride the buzz. Ready to fucking roll. Teos there and Little Stevie Ride are coming back 2.0.
2: Coming back with a vengeance.
1: Yeah, I like that. Coming back with a fucking vengeance. <laughs> perfect like john uh, wick someone kicked my fucking took my fucking dog or whatever
2: and uh don't forget about uh hot takes uh steve or uh bold predictions
1: bold, bold, predictions. bold, predictions, coming uh,
0: back. bold predictions is is definitely done although beer my will <laughs> randomly snapchat me and be like we're bringing it back <laughs> i still have a sticker for that and cast stevie on my laptop <laughs> yes. i'll take i'll take a picture and send it to you guys yeah
1: so. i want to see the T- tls uh, sticker yeah, I think yeah. we gotta update the uh, the photo. Oh sure.
0: yes,
2: your photo is very of the time of when you guys started the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with 2.0, we gotta re we gotta relaunch everything. I'm gonna launch the Instagram. I'll probably put that together this evening because <laughs> like I need I need a hobby, and this out. is probably my favorite thing to give hot takes on the internet. <laughs> And, and, like, the other thing is, is, like, without even trying, I'm pretty good at it. Like, I mean, the last dance one, can you beat that take? Like, that's legit. Like, I quit watching it because that your, reason. Your <laughs> breaking bad take is an all-timer.
0: <laughs> like, that's so bad.
2: <laughs> oh, God. And then, Steve, what about your um, Rams Talk?
0: Yeah, Rams Talk Radio. You can look for the Butting Heads podcast uh, if you're interested. I don't, I don't know why anyone would be, but we're, we're almost at episode 100, Nice. We're six away. So, uh, if you have any friends that used to play for the Rams or currently play for the Rams, tell them to come on the hundredth episode.
2: Okay. I don't. If um,
0: any of our fr- listeners are friends with Aaron Donald or Jared Goff, that'd be
1: awesome. Let that'd me be know. Very ideal. Do you guys? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys still have ad reads, Steve? Uh,
0: we we don't. Uh, we have pre-roll ads. So if somebody's paying us for pre-roll ads. Luckily. I currently don't have to read anything. We I mean, if you ever read need an anything, ad read
1: guy. Let me I'm, let me do the ad reads. You know, I, might <laughs> I don't even want to be on. I
0: just want to do the ad reads. Dude, we we briefly had an ad read for Manscaped, and if that ever comes back, I will let you read it because I was not comfortable reading that at all.
1: The ad <laughs> I was be, insane. I, I can sit through the whole recording just to do the ad reads <laughs> and not say a word the rest of the time.
0: When when Chris came on, butting heads one time,
1: I let him do the ad read. It was the best thing that could have happened. <laughs> I'm actually not bad at them. No, okay, it was, I don't have any great. phlegm coming up or anything like that. It's just like, just rolling it off.
0: I think I'm pretty good at them, except when they wanted me to do Manscaped, because the, the script was nuts. Like, the things they wanted me to say about uh, shaving your privates. <laughs> <Like, laughs>
1: they didn't have you do, it. like, a Buffalo Wild Wings uh, roar! <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> Bob Mennery.
2: Perfect. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, the show has ended. We did. What, what are you guys it with? I think you already did that, right? Did I skip past that? Ride the buzz.
1: Ride the, Ride buzz. the buzz, but I'm fucking ready to roll too. All right. <laughs> That's 2.0. <laughs> 2.0. Ride the buzz, ready to fucking roll.
2: <laughs> so I rest my case.
1: Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.